from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Sequel CFO. I'm joined here with my mate, Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software, celebrating 30 years in the technology business this year. And dear listener, welcome to our 100th show, Paul Meisner. Thank you very much. Uh, 102 years, David, according to, I think, your LinkedIn or my LinkedIn or someone's LinkedIn. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, you can't believe it. 100 plus, plus interviews plus whole lots of other sort of plus, random Plus stuff. we got the show numbers wrong for a couple of weeks and oh. Heather Smith corrected me on it because she always tells me when I make typos on socials. Plus, we anyway, we've done a lot more than 100, but this is the 100th celebration. And we are joined in the studio, well, what is the boardroom, uh, by our long-suffering audio editor, Jamie Woods. Jamie, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. And, uh, yeah, so 100, 100 episodes is absolutely amazing to hit and uh, all credit to these guys for keeping keep going with it because it's, uh, it's a big task. Now, what's the view of a non-accountant listening to two accountants just talk accounting? Forced to listen. Forced, <laughs> yeah, well, paid. Paid. Forced. Forced, paid. Um, you know, sometimes my I glaze over a little bit, but in general, no, the content is good. Uh, it's diverse and... Being a small business, it, uh, it's it's small business content, which is important. Oh, well, there you go. Paid to say that, I think. But <laughs> all good, right, David? Best on ground. Uh, oh, sorry, well, in depth topic. We've only you know we've only done oh, this a couple of times now. Today. This might go for a while. You're going to say what it is, or you're just going to? I don't know. I actually know what the title is for it. I just know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, in in honour, in uh, we're going to discuss the two year journey, I suppose, and the hundredth episode. We're going to talk about why we why we do this. David, while we, we still bother. do this mm. after two years, we're going to talk a little bit about the challenges we've had with it and where we want to take it or what we want to, what's next. What's next? Or what's coming what's, up? What's driving us and also what we want you to do because we think call you action. have a massive role to play. Dear Listeners, listener. accountants, Dear bookkeepers, listeners. all sorts of people, global. Uh, we'll get to that in the in-depth topic. David, best on ground, kick us off. Great article on Harvard Business Review. Uh, I like the HBR articles, the McKinsey articles, because they're much more like it's actual thought leadership without selling anything. You know, they're educators, they're professionals. Uh, Digital growth depends more on business models than technology. And it's a really great idea because it reminds us that the core of what we do, the way we make money, the way we service our clients, the way we interact with regulatory bodies is a better reflection of our business model than the technology that we use. It's a reminder that technology is an enabler. And in 2019, it's a critical part of the business. But the more important stuff is your service standards policy, the way you price, the way you engage with your customers, the way you deal with complaints. The way you make your money, the way you allocate costs, which, in, you know, I made a comment the other day to somebody which I thought was really uh, interesting. For a lot of single practice uh, accountants and a lot of own-operator bookkeepers, one of the big challenges with employing anyone was that it used to start at 60 grand. So you had to create 60 grand of free cash flow. Yeah. Just to, And now, if you use the, a global team, you can get into an FTE for 2025. So the barrier to entry 
for a staff member is very different to what it used to be. This means that the business model that's accessible to you in the accounting industry is very different in a very positive way as well. So I really like this article because it's this great reminder that it's about the business model. And I challenge accounts, I've brought this up a few times, have you actually done a strategy? Have you actually worked out while I'm going through the article what your customer value proposition is? Oh, I do compliance, Paul. Well, that's not enough. Because your, your, your clients, you're more than just, you are a little bit more than compliance. You do the tax advisory bundled in. You have a service style that your clients like that makes you different from the typical accountant. Uh, they talk about profit formula, key resources. For us, it's labour. Labour's number one, technology's number two, 100%, because you make your money off your labour. You save your money on your technology. <gasps> That's a good line. You make money <laughs> on labour, you save money on technology. Have to think Let about that. Simmer. It, so, <laughs> key processes, obviously, technology in our games, uh, very important. Great article. It's a short read on HBR. The article will be up on the show notes to digest. Absolutely. And always important to focus on profit. I think a lot of uh, businesses, especially in that growth phase, don't focus on any profit formula. Uh, and we've got a little bit of that in. I'll go into that now. In fact, I'm just going to jump in because... Smooth segue, Paul. A hundred shows and they don't even notice that we're doing it. Just smooth as... uh, Me old mate, Gary V. I'm on the... I'm on the... I love Steph and I. Steph and I, old mate. You were so cynical of him until I gave you free tickets and now he's your best friend. I just just play to that (laughs) because you enjoy it, David. Anyway, this was a... I don't know, a LinkedIn post. LinkedIn post or something. Um, And this was his quote. Uh, I'm scared for all of the companies these days that are raising money. Many startups today aren't actually businesses. They're financial arbitrage machines built with the goal of raising the next round of financing. Uh, And what will happen when all this money dries up, like it eventually will, we need to collectively begin celebrating that are actually making money over companies that are just fundraising. Really hope we start having this conversation more in the tech community. Could not agree more. Well, you know, it's very interesting. If you go, if you raise money, spend money, and your entire existence is dependent on your next raise, um, to quote you, Paul, anything that's not a typical accounting business, you think's a Ponzi scheme. Well, look, if that it, legitimately is. If it, that if is, it, if it looks like a triangle, David, if it looks, <laughs> if it looks like a pyramid and walks like a pyramid, talks like a pyramid, it's a bloody pyramid, right? Like, um, no, no, and, it didn't do well in geometry, mate. And I am, and I'm going to lead in with that. There is another uh, a business owner and uh, angel investor, Wilson. Sai on this was on LinkedIn and he he basically talks about he got a letter from a startup that had he'd invested in that had gone broke. Yeah, this was great. And, and saw, so he actually he, yeah. he, he, re- he re- in the show notes as well. As You're well. welcome. He redacted some of the information, but made some very interesting points. He actually took the time to respond and say, basically, this is why you failed. So, um, or to give them what we would call in the industry constructive feedback. Uh, basically, and one of the things that stood out for me was um, he'd been involved in a lot of other raises. He highlighted the fact that some of the other businesses were more realistic about what how much they wanted to raise and were, in fact, oversubscribed, whereas this, um, this business had only raised what looks like uh, sort of a couple of hundred K rather than the one million. He, would have, he suggested in his letter that budget and burn should have been dialed way down, I'm quoting, uh, until, tra- until traction reached a point that's more attractive to new investors. The PR firms, website rebuild, event sponsorship, etc., should not have been pursued until more organic revenue was realised or investors wrote actual checks. And I think this is 
This is big in the startup community where they, they, they are chasing the PR, the marketing, flashy websites, flashy events before necessarily the revenue's there. Yeah. And, and they're spending investors' money. It just it looks to me like a pyramid. The, um, I spent a lot of time in the startup community. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spent a full day over at uh, YBF Ventures interviewing, uh, interviewing startups generally backed, venture-backed startups for my other show, The Financial Mentor, uh, which we're re-releasing next week. Jamie, you're going to be busy, mate. We've got two few shows to edit. Um, and and I, spoke to, I actually spoke to them about this because I think there is a gap between what actually happens in the startup community what the press like to report on. And, and you and I mainly get the press. Yeah, right? True. And I, there's absolutely startups who chase it. They think that the fame of the sexy stuff is, is success. But... There's a lot of underlying business models I would call questionable. Yeah. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of business models just think, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we lose money, we'll just sell ads on top of it. It's not necessarily a business model anymore. Like, that's, that's old now. That's not really innovative. But there are a lot of people in the startup community who treat their businesses like small businesses. They just use startup methodology to build the business. You know, they look for product market fit. They, um, they use Agile to develop their business and, and they use teams and scrum teams and things like that. So they almost take the good parts out of it and put it into a small business. Yeah. And so, there are some that, that focus purely on the, on the product, yeah. not... The yeah. marketing and the yeah. the PR and the events and that kind of stuff. So anyway, but I, I think I think that was too both Gary V, me or mate, uh, and Wilson. Mate. <laughs> uh, good examples of just people being realistic about startups, and I don't think we hear that enough. What else did you have? Instagram. You love your Instagram. Babe. I do. Instagram's my late at night mind numbing until uh, PlayStation bring out a new Batman game and <laughs> Superman game that will take over my life for thirty hours. Uh, this is how I sort of unwind <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to name, <laughs> well, I will name the account, but I hope we don't get a, you know, it's called Moist Buddha, the account. Uh, and I want to read this out. I'm just going to read this out to everyone. Owen Wilson, you know Owen Wilson, Paul? Yes. What's your favourite Owen Wilson movie? Uh, they're all the same. No, they're not. <laughs> Wedding Crashes is better than all of them. Can't remember. And then okay. you've got the Keep other going. ones. Keep going. Owen Wilson has made around $218 million from his movies. He averages around 3,500 words per movie in 47 movies. That's about $1,324 per word. Wow was 102 of those words. Owen Wilson has made roughly $135,072 from saying wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why cost accounting is cool. That's the best example of cost accounting you're ever, ever going to see and understanding where revenue comes from. $1,324 to say wow. I, I think it, it but he, surely there's some value in that puppy dog look that he just seems to just stand in the background and look like a puppy. Anyway, what? My, Bit of a man crush on Mr. Wilson. No, no, no. We're getting into who are, that, who are the two old people on the ABC that critique, critique movies? Oh, yeah, we we went from accounting. They're not to, on anymore. Oh, I don't know. Someone and Dave, I think. Anyway. Uh, I'll be Dave. Right, I'm going to move on because I have another very good. Uh, cost accounting, or more, this is sort of data analytics, financial analytics. 87,000 uh, likes that cost accounting tweet got. I wonder if they, I don't think, I wonder it, if they, I don't think people do liked it. They went, oh, cost accounting, we need more of that on do, Instagram. Do you think that the most border account owners sitting there going, geez, that, that cost accounting one did well. We should do some more cost accounting memes. I don't think <laughs> they know what cost accounting is. Anyway, uh, keeping on the, the Jamie, I'll theme. give you a lesson in cost accounting afterwards. <laughs> Understanding uh, the unit economics of what makes value. Oh. God. Um, you're putting me to sleep. Uh, Jason Andrew. I, Again. Jeez, just, he just writes Shut well. Shut up, Jason. He just writes well. 
This one was a blog that came across uh, my feed. Should my restaurant offer Uber Eats? Now, this is a really interesting thing, um, and uh, without, uh, the link will be in the show notes, without being, without getting too much into the detail, this is a great look at some of the drivers of business and looking at the impact of um, these delivery services that obviously take uh, 30%, I think was the average, they take 30% cut on the food. And this was actually working through the numbers and looking at whether or not how it impacted sales and how it impacted costs to actually prove two examples of where it would be profitable to do it and it wouldn't be profitable to do it. And he'd at the bottom, he'd teamed up with uh, an expert in restaurant businesses to talk about uh, creating a whole separate menu. If you have any uh, retail, because this, this sort of thing I think is also uh, relevant for online sales. If you have certainly anyone in the, any clients in the food service industry, read this, share it with them. This gives you as the accountant a great view of what you should be talking about if your clients are into delivery services. Uh, Jace, uh, obviously, oh, well, so the listeners who um, received the free promo that we did for Jace's book have got their book. Very I've heard happy. That they're very happy very about happy it. Thanks book. very much. Uh, congratulations to the winners. But what Jace is doing is really showing the type of public conversations accountants can have to explain our value. And that's what I love yep. about Jason's work. He really distills things to try to make it more accessible uh, rather than us just sitting there and, and proves it with And proves it with figures, like not just, you know, oh, everyone should be using delivery services. Why? Give us the numbers. Oh, no, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's just because got it's the latest plot. Pay as well. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. Mate concluded that you should, retailers should use it, which is disappointing for me because I think Afterpay is not a good business. If you need, what is it? If you good. need to split, if you need to split the cost of twenty dollars sneakers into four things, you got bigger problems. Yeah, on exactly. It. Right. Are we are we done with best? Hey, how many shows, David? We've only done this a couple of times. Uh, What's this? We need more honesty in startups. What's this? Go. You've got this. That was me. I already did that. No, oh, that was a good. Were segment. you asleep? Well done. Well done. Worst on ground, David. Kick us off. Uh, okay. Oh, well, he's rocked back in his seat. <laughs> when you think of successful Aussie entrepreneurs, and don't I'm so anti this tall poppy nonsense, so this is not a takedown of the success of Mark Burris, who many, many moons ago disrupted the home loan industry with Wizard and Aussie, I don't know, he was in all of them or some of them, I don't know, but really disrupted it and, and went on and now is really one of the great, um, small business leaders in Australia. Unfortunately, some marketing companies gotten hold of, of Buzza and they've tried to, to turn him into a, I don't know, younger version. I don't know what they're trying to achieve, but he's swearing all over the place. He's trying to be Gary V. He's trying to be... Now, Gary V swears like a fisherman. That's part of his persona. But it's always been his thing from the start. Right from the start, it's always been his yep. thing. Uh, Mark, the link will be in the show notes. Um, he's invented a new stage of business, startup investment, exit, maturity, growth, and then feeling effed uh, and swears throughout the post. And if you listen to his podcast, I listened to, to one of his old podcasts, swears till the cows come home. Here's my problem with it. You and I swear a lot in private because we're very animated people. Not in front of, for me, not in front of the kids, but when I'm... And this is yeah. the problem. Mark's an icon. He's branded himself as the mentor now and he legitimately is and he's got a lot of great businesses and services to do it. But if my daughter 
wants to become get involved in business and if she goes online and looks for inspiration and she starts seeing these this language i'm not okay with that and when mark responded to it in 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 this twitter post that he had and he said you know what I'm, this is exactly sort of bs that i don't have time for if you don't like my stuff don't listen well mark you're in a business you're selling and you're a leader so act like it mate and stop acting like this is okay conversation to have in the public realm. And maybe I'm a bit old and fuddy-duddy, Paul. No. But but I don't want future business leaders and people who look up to Mark, and he deserves to be looked up to for many of his accomplishments, well, at least the ones that are in public. I don't know what happens in private. Um, I don't want this sort of conversation being becoming part of our business vernacular, our public business vernacular. I, I just, it just feels to me uh, a bit contrived. It just feels like it's some marketing PR person's gone, oh, the, the kids love it when we get a bit risque and swear a bit. You know, you should throw more of that in. I, it, for me, it just doesn't feel genuine. But uh, I don't know. Largely, he's, he's <laughs> done what he's done and he's got his profile. Uh, it does. I mean, it makes it probably a little bit harder to, to follow if he swears. But um, Paul, he's actually deleted my comment. I've been censored, Paul. Have you? Oh, yeah. No, because this, this post, he says, um, wow. Was it on LinkedIn? No, on LinkedIn. I said, swearing, question mark. Because, you know, I don't just use my show to grandstand. I want, I'm happy to confront. It looks like my comments has been deleted. Mm. Anyway. Well, yeah, well to... don't question the buzz. <laughs> All right. Dave, sit back. I have so much worst on ground. Good. I'm done. Like I usually do. Uh... You, I'll start in the UK. Well, it's a trip around the world today, David. Uh, the UK do seem to have just been... Uh, the, the UK gurus, who listeners of the show will know I talk about it quite a lot, just wonder whether or not there is a case where this uh, their work is drying up or they're, they're seeing their work drying up due to making tax digital and the, the resulting compliance explosion. In the last week, David, we've had... Uh, posts about, so accountants need to do more than satisfy their clients. This came out of one of the gurus, don't want to name them. Uh, but apparently, just purely satisfying our clients, David, not enough anymore for people in the UK. Uh, we've got to do more. So I think, look, all the doctors out there, clearly, you've got to do more than cure the sick. Uh, anyway, I just think that's that's ridiculous. Um uh, we need to stand out in the crowd, David. Apparently, we need to be a different coloured animal, according to one post. Uh, just like, anyway, marketers being marketers. And, of course, the, 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 the gurus are bringing back compliance is dead, which, as you know, is... Uh, anyway, I, I think there's... So I reckon the gurus are being disrupted. The gurus are being disrupted. I reckon the gurus are being disrupted by... The facts. By making tax digital, creating the biggest compliance. They've, they've even... The gurus have even circled the wagons, David, and, and made, their <laughs> own, made their own practice summit in the UK so, because, because nobody that? else is listening because they're all doing making tax digital compliance. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's the trip around the UK. We're going to have UK content we're working on, David. Oh, yeah. We've got the fingers going. Secret around. sources. We've got test tubes and beakers and Bunsen burners working out <laughs> we're doing what we're that do. science, are we? Oh, I don't think. Yeah, we're just talking to, talking to boots on the ground. Uh, right. Oh, I'll finish in Australia. I'll go via the UK. This was another uh, so-called thought what leader. What are the carbon emissions on this trip? You're going very yeah, efficient. Yeah. I can do it all social media from a desk, from oh. a beach. <laughs> Easy. Uh, advice. So this is this is actually, I mean, this is a bit, I think this is a bit serious because there is somebody who holds himself out as a leader in the industry. Again, not going not gonna to name names. 
that basically this this blog was in response to the two dollar a month sorry two hundred a month QuickBooks Pro Advisor thing. Anyway, this blog basically says that how accountants should how accountants and bookkeepers should compete with this cut price two hundred dollar a month. Service. This is the Intuit uh, trialing Correct. offering. Uh, so, we'll a, it was a trial. But a, it was a trial. Whether or not it was beaten up online, many in it the industry was, have hundred percent have an argument on that. No, I'm not, I'm not arguing. But I'm this is it. this is a, this is someone who holds themselves out to be a leader well, I, in this industry. I was also saying, with, just for people who don't remember what it is, this is Inch would have come out with a, um, a a very cheap bookkeeping service that they're trialling for very small micro businesses that they're intending to use as lead gen for their pro advisor network. Thank you, David. This person who again holds themselves out as a thought thought leader has basically said all bookkeepers should just use technology and cut their price, like. What what person in their right mind just says, like, if your business advice... And, I mean, he's talking to accountants, David, who, like, kind of understand this stuff, right? Like, you know, and, and funnily enough, this person's product is not the cheapest on the market. So I kind of would love to say, well, oh, so-and-so's giving away this. Excel can do it for free. I expect you to cut your prices. Like, how about not compete? How about wait until understand what clients are heading there, find your own value. I just think it's, anyway, anybody can write a blog these days, David. It's just killing me. Every now and again you do things and I'm reminded why I love you. <laughs> just, it's not often, but just every now and again I just, just I see the, it, the genuine care well, and care passion in you. You do. You genuinely care. And that's what I just saw. I despair on my face. Because, because you, don't, you don't do bookkeeping. You have no interest in the success of bookkeepers. You kind of I just... I love bookkeepers. I just don't do it myself. That's right. But it's you like don't, a dark there's art no, there's no, it's, not, it's, it's a dark it's art. It's a dark art. Making profit on bookkeeping is a dark art. Fair enough. I Cannot, Fair enough. I don't but, know how they do it. But but your call to action of bookkeepers to worry about providing values so that you can get a better price rather than just skimping away at your costs to drop to the lowest market value. And this is jumping at largely jumping at shadows. Like, and I still haven't met a bookkeeper. I don't know what it's like in the US. But are you sure you haven't put in a Thought Leader of the Year award nomination? Because me started based on, on that, that I think me, you could don't have. Don't get me started on that. Anyway, coming back to Australia because we're running it. We are running long on time, but we. Uh, so Boma Marketing, I'm going to name these guys because this is this to me is this to me is funny. So a company, friends of Zero, but uh, we we went to was it two years ago that we renamed ZeroCon BomaCon for the fact that basically Boma yep. was going to be everywhere, the, was absolutely going to be the biggest thing in the Zero ecosystem. What do we heard from then? Uh, Crickets. Yeah, no, we did. We did get a good Twitter feed where eight different accounting firms posted exactly the same content. Like oh, same actually, day. we've got a lot of we've got a lot of continued yeah, exactly. So, in that with that in mind, David. So basically, a marketing agency that does that produces content for accountants to just copy and paste and send out through their channels, as you noted, we, we do see that on on very similar contents, have basically put out a blog and said. Um, You've got to go beyond the numbers and and talk like a person. You've got to you've got to show a bit of personality. This is from a company, David, that a doesn't doesn't trade, doesn't communicate on a personal level through any of their channels, and also uh, gives just non personal non personalized content to accounting firms to just copy and paste. Like this, it's just 
like, what? They don't walk, they don't walk the talk. It is just marketing for the sake of marketing. It's killing me, David. Well, it's hard to, um, authenticity is pretty easy to measure. It's not a, like, you, is it you're either you know, there or you're not there. You are or you're not. It's, it's you know, it just, it just I don't is know noise. If, I'd love, hey, if any accounting firms noise. or bookkeeping firms are using the BOMO or any of those, those sort of off-the-shelf marketing services, let me know if it works. I actually don't know if it works. My it, gut feel is that it, it has, doesn't. It has a role, David. Like, it has a role for accounting firms. And of course, we we look at the feed of a lot of we look at the feed of a lot of businesses. So we see the the, the content largely for accountants. They want to as long as their current clients and their future clients are only seeing it for them, it works. But don't then, as a company that just gives out of the box copy and paste content, talk about the need to be need to be personal, need to be personal in your competition. It just seems. It just seems disjointed to me, David, anyway. <sighs> two rants in one show. I know. Well, I'd been two weeks. Yeah. I was I was at home, I was stuck at home while you were out with the the thought leaders up in Sydney at the sales at the at the sales conference. Well, I hang out with the actual leaders, not just the thought leaders, your Stephs, your Rons, your Lamets, it, was a, it was a good you did very, you did very well. Andrews. You did very well managing all uh, all five people. Yeah, Jamie wasn't too happy with the audio quality. Though. Yeah, but we, you, had a, to, you had a you had a talking to from yeah, Jamie, which bent, is fine. Bent me over the lap and gave me a smack on the top. <laughs> okay, in depth, in <laughs> in depth, David, hundredth uh, show. Congratulations, mate. We, we've we've spent two years. Thank you, thank Jamie. you Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. We we've spent two years. We've we've a lot of time uh, invested in in this. We've we've put our hearts and minds into it. Um, Shown a lot of vulnerability. The we've been, we've episode. been, Jeez, we've been open was... and honest. We've, we've, uh, we, we've, we've uh, made people happy. We've made people angry. Uh, we've achieved a lot. In, and actually, as you always love the fact that I'm always on my phone, uh, but I have had a lovely, uh, a lovely note saying, love your work on the FTT podcast. It's great to have an answer to, is it just me who thinks about slash questions these things in our industry keep mm. it up. Well, and, and one of the great... How nice is that? Uh, that's great. And one of the great compliments we got was, you know, this is the water cooler chat that I really, really need to have. Um, at ABE last week, somebody came up to me and took a photo with me, which was a uh, genuine Q-grade celebrity there, which was a bit, dis- you know, which was nice. And, and But following up from that, the gent said to me, you know, my business partner actually took all of your remote working advice and has actually moved up to Queensland. And it's a great honour that we're able to to help people like that, kind of just through sharing our own stories and using our own common sense. But what we want to do for our 100th episode is kind of reset a little bit. So we're going to talk about why we do this, um, some of the challenges that we've had, because this hasn't been easy. We may, you, you may sit there, dear listener, and think, oh, wow, look how good this is. Well, you know, sometimes it's been a bit tough for us. And we're going to talk about what's next and what we kind of want from you. So, Paul... Why do you do – put your phone down. <laughs> I'm responding to the listeners, She can David. wait. I promise I, you she can wait. I am responding to the listeners. Why Why do you do this? I think, David, it, it, we got started to combat a bit, a bit of the misinformation. I feel no, we, we got started because we wanted our own soapbox. Let's, yeah, that gave us that. But clearly, look, I think from, from the start, and this continues today, is to support the industry and give, for me – a realistic and really practical voice as as that 
listeners said in their message, you know, I, I hear that a lot when I'm around. People say that, you know, it's the stuff that we know and that a lot of the marketing doesn't cover or talks uh, talks about that just doesn't happen in our industry, be it about compliance, be it about the overuse of marketing, be it about the, the product shortcomings. You know, I think the industry that, that for me seems overrun by outside voices being software and gurus and et cetera and marketing, um, you know, that there is a real sea of that stuff and I think that I want to encourage more more listeners, more accountants, more people with the practical experience to debate the practical issues facing our industry because clearly we have them, David. Like, no industry is perfect and, yes, there's technology and things work and things don't and, you know, we... We have challenges with clients. We have challenges with staff. We have challenges with a whole lot. And frankly, being you know being told that we need to go out and sell add-ons is you know sort of doesn't I don't think helps the industry. So you know that's I still think that's our role, and that's what I turn up trying to do every day. So I started this with um, a bit of a profit motive as well. That I thought that you know two years ago, and, and listeners will know, I've been very active trying to promote what virtual CFOs do and what accountants out in commerce who who kind of need to move into public practice in a way, but they don't have the tax experience. We're trying to find a solution for them, and so I thought that if if we could create awareness about that service through from the trenches, that would be good for the virtual CFO industry. Rising tide, and you know, I started the Virtual CFO Association, and I really do believe it's rising tide in there. And, and a rival podcast, David. You got a rival podcast. Oh yeah, well, I do. Yeah, well, that promotes sequel, <laughs> and that that audience is business owners itself to help our franchisees generate interest and, and, and leads in that business as well. Um, but then it kind of really became more. And, and really when the CPA scandal broke, when Alex Malley, um, we, I spoke out very, very heavily against that and not many people did. And that's when I realised, Paul, that we could actually be a bit of a voice of a people against large, they're almost enterprises now who just weren't listening. And you know that because you're in CA inside uh, on their regional council. Do you feel like CPA or CA are listening anymore now? I can't speak for CPA. Um, I met Alex Malley who told me that virtual CFO was never, ever going to be a thing. He was half an hour late for the meeting. He didn't even sit down and then he walked off. And I ate about five Mentos in the process. Well, I'm getting something out of this. Um, I think IPA has always been responsive. Yeah, there's, there's no yeah, issue I'll there, and, and I do believe that CA is trying <coughs> very, very, very hard. And I'm, I'm now acting. I'll get to this. So from, for me, trenches started off as awareness uh, about issues for us, and I think that now you and I are at a stage where trenches is like the, the peak of what we do in the industry. We both sit on councils, we both sit on boards, we, we're both doing something. So I'm now getting more involved in chartered accountants because I think CA's listened. They've come up with an answer. It's the Catalyst program, <laughs> uh, which I know you're not a fan of oh. for, for a whole range of reasons. Now, you may not like what the response is from CA, but it's the starting point. For me, the future, we're jumping around a bit on our half-assed agenda here, we can sit there and continue to complain about our bodies. We're, we're like, we, we can, till the cows come home. Every person we've interviewed, we've asked, you know, what are you, th- are you getting value? They all say no. Would you give up your membership? No. I kind of think that's not good enough anymore. It's put up or shut up. Stop paying your fee and stop complaining or CA is basically giving you the opportunity to be part of the solution through getting involved. And I don't have a problem with that, Paul. I think discussion groups should be coming back and I think members should be leading discussion groups. I think we should discussion be going... Discussion groups have never left. Uh, they're definitely... The focus is 100% lost, dropped. 
they're nowhere near as active or as big or there aren't as many as there should be. Because I think those safe space conversations are the best possible things accountants can get. That's what we're doing now, these lunches that we're hosting with Judo Capital and Sequel. If any listeners want to come, head to fromthetrenches.com forward slash lunch. Paul's definitely going to be at the city one and hopefully you'll be at more. Uh, because we're trying to create safe spaces for accountants to have real conversations. That's why our show's successful. So, yes, I think that they've listened. Is the response as big or as broad as I'd love it to be? No, but we need to prove to them that this is what we want. We need to engage. I really think it's a member organisation. That means member involvement is critical. You can't just sit there and say, I pay, therefore I deserve anymore. Not when it's going through rapid transition. Well, it's trying to go through rapid transition and respond to new challenges in what we're doing. As I, I agree, David, and... and I've had six years of, of, and, and of, you've re- done, of representing and honestly, members. Mike, me choosing to get involved in CA is on the back of the amazing effort that you put in trying to, to wrangle it from the way that you work within CA. Yeah, and having seen just the... You've inspired me, Paul. But and Yeah, and, and, and good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I wish you well. Having seen six years of, uh. of what otherwise is vocal members trying to improve the experience for other members in the organisation and hitting brick wall after brick wall. It, 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 is, it, and, and, and it is just... It has been so disappointing, David, that, that <laughs> what should be the preeminent body is, is just not fit for purpose for public practice members. And that's where we now have the catalyst innovation agenda, oh, which God. is... It is... It's a f- their market, CA's marketing team needs to get Kairos their act together. Mark II. David, do we, we want to go back on, on uh, CA Kairos? Anyway, let's get... No, let's not, <laughs> we we'll, don't want to we'll link do, it to that. We'll do but an episode no, on professional bodies. Yeah, and we'll do, let's do a bit on Catalyst. Let's get someone from CA in because Catalyst has been pitched to us as this startup immersion pro. It is so much more. It is the, it is the way they want to re-engage with public practitioners. You, you and, drunk Paul, the Kool-Aid, David. It is, I, no, I haven't drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm, I've said to them, you need to prove that you can do this. This is ambitious... If this is right, this is what's needed, but you need to prove you can execute this. And I'll do my bit. I'm an active member who wants to get involved. End of the year, if Catalyst is still on, I will buy you a drink. If by the end of this year, Catalyst is actually still listed on the website... You'll, and you'll buy me a $6 beer. I will buy you a... Wow, I will buy you're really you putting your balls on the line it, there, it has, Paul. It has a very short lifespan. Uh, David, we wanted to, time is moving on. We wanted to talk a little bit about the challenges over our... Two years of yep. 100 shows. Jamie's yep. clearly had his challenges trying to... Keep. <laughs> our outside broadcasts that don't have any audio No, the best whatsoever. of the 5 o'clock text messages on Friday. Jens, did you record this week? I don't have the audio file. Yeah. <laughs> have you updated it yet? <laughs> Uploaded it yet? Whoops. Uh, notwithstanding that, look, we, we put a lot of time into this, David. I, I think that, you know, sometime... I don't know whether anyone... Uh, I probably didn't think the time it would take. It's probably a day to a day and a half a week. So 10 hours, I reckon, a week in terms of content, chats with other people because a lot of the things that we do, some of the ideas, especially the more controversial ones, we usually try to get sounding boards yeah. from other people. And yeah. thank you to everyone who's chipped into that. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, I think it's it's probably a day and a half, I reckon almost some weeks closer to sort of two days, especially if we're... We now go to conferences with that hat on, David, and sort of rather than just go to a conference to listen and take in, we're there to record and... And, and to meet people. You know, I've found that, that sort of arranging interviews is also, has been, you know, trying to engage. We've, we've had, what is it, six, I think six ATO deputy commissioners on, David, you know, that, that they all take organising. We've had generals episodes with Myob, Zero, 
uh, all sorts of, of organisations. So we, we certainly put time in, which does take us away from businesses and, and that kind of stuff. David, we, try, we tried events. Events are hard. Yeah, not for us. Unless somebody wants to organise them for us. If someone wants to help us organise events, that's a call out. Uh, we, we, would love, we would love to, and people often say that, you know, you should have event. The, the, the time and effort that, that goes into those is, is, really, is really quite hard. Yeah, and it's, it actually made me realise that, you know, the Zero Cons and the QuickBooks Connect, which is coming up very soon, uh, the Myob Insights, like the massive enterprise effort that must go into doing those yeah. uh, was pretty challenging. Absolutely, and we and we also we can't do it without our sponsors. Let's all talk, talk about sponsors. BGL have been uh, been a great sponsor. Listeners will start hearing a, an ad from Fshaw as yeah. well. We did our first a, live a read. read. That was pretty fun. Yep. So look, and, and I wanted I want to talk a little bit just quickly about that to the listeners and sort of say that, and, and we've had what, we got ads wrong. Our we, first foreign yeah. ads we stuffed up. We. We're approached by a platform called ACAST, which I think was sort of loosely affiliated with the Nova sales team. And we were promised a lot, uh, embed ads, effectively embed ads and we'll pay you, um, you know, a, a small amount, which turned out to be... Even smaller. Even smaller than... Like than, insignificant. Than, imagine our shock, David. The salesperson over, <laughs> overestimated the revenue. Oh, never. I just, I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it, David. But... You know, and, and, and we, we understand that that was an impost for listeners. What we wanted to do was have a platform. What we tried to do is have a platform that wasn't going to jeopardise the content. On a day-to-day basis, David, you and I, it was only people that were telling us, you know, oh, how did you get Qantas or American Express or whatever to, to advertise on your show. We had no idea. And we at least thought that was a good hands-off way to not affect the content. Because, David, you and I can... Criticise people, and we we, we want to talk not people, honestly. but ideas. Sorry, I, 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 not people, con, but content yeah. from from anyone, be it big, small. So we got that bit wrong, but the F show one's fun. We're hopefully going to do more and more of those because what we're doing is really trying to also through doing that educate listeners on new things that are coming out there that aren't on our radar, and really want to get their awareness into into the accounting industry. I think one of the big challenges uh, for me in producing the show, we have had weeks where it's been hard to come up with the fresh, in depth content. Because um, listeners will know, like, we really try to not um, repeat the content. In fact, other than remote working, because that's always changing and the live case studies, especially with you travelling the world, is always very interesting. And those shows always go really well. They were hard when I was away. Those shows always go really well. Um, and so, again, listeners, like, please, if, if things are on your mind, send them in. Like, we regularly talk about listener-inspired stories. And that's what, and a great segue, thank you, David, uh, leading into the where to you know now. You don't have to say that we've done the segue. We can just do it and the conversation flows. Yeah, no. That's boring, though, isn't it? Seamless isn't I'm the trenches way. I'm trying to segue. Anyway, all good. Uh, thank you for that, helping smooth it out there, yeah. David. Right. Um, but we want to, like, this, this year, you know, in the, the third year of it, I do want to connect more with listeners. We get great feedback, but... You know, certainly this show runs uh, because of the listeners and, and we get great feedback. But if you want to come on the show, if you've got an angle, if you've got a view uh, from practice, be it around the world, um, or things you want to have covered, topics you want covered, reach out. We're, uh, we're here for you. That's what we want to do. We want to include more 
voices of the people. We're certainly going to try to do more in the UK. I think making tax digital is a, um, you know, is, is will be a, a, an extremely disruptive uh, process for them. Not to mention, you know, Brexit as well. I think there'll be lots of lots of learnings there, especially as they follow on from the cloud journey that that New Zealand had before Australia and Australia have had. And also the US sort of continues to be, uh, you know, just a really interesting, I think, in the accounting industry over there, a real two-speed economy in accounting over there, David, because most people still write handwritten checks. Most businesses are based in a paper uh, you got place. a two-speed economy here, Paul, the ones who can afford to get their phasier licensing we, and the ones who can't. But we don't do, but we don't have that. So I'm talking in the accounting industry in, in you know, using software. Our businesses don't write physical checks. No. You know, there is any business. It's the people stopping you get getting online and using technology. Whereas in America, it's the two and a half thousand independent banks, yeah, um, and the, the the paper-based checks that actually stop a lot of businesses with that. Uh, but yeah, an interesting uh, an interesting so, area. So here's what I'd like to say. Um, we've got a lot of listeners, and, and thank you so much for choosing to spend your forty-five minutes, half an hour with us every week. And sometimes we we drop two episodes. Um, and I think take what we've done, we've been pretty bold sometimes, and do it yourself. Do it for your firm. Increase the communication within your firm. Increase communication with your clients. Or get involved in your communities. I guarantee you get an accountant on a not-for-profit board, on a not-for-profit charity, on any community group, and I promise you that you will have a massive, massive impact. We both do it. We're both involved in, in, in different uh, groups. Get involved. Like, if there's any message, it's, to me, amplify the value that you have as a trained accountant and trusted advisor and get it out to more people. Powerful, David. Thought leader of the year material. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listeners, we we love doing this. We love bringing it to you. We love hearing from you. Uh, Please reach out. Out. Yeah, thanks for listening to this deep and meaningful with us. And we're, we're, we're raising the bat. We haven't made a cricket joke. Oh, yeah, we raised the bat. No, oh, oh, well, I think I did it on Twitter. Kind of feel like we've... <laughs> with with all the interviews and stuff, I, and, and who knows? The number Are we dropping another interview this week? Do we have anything else? We've got a couple. We're doing well with them. I don't know. Jeez we'll work it out. That's, that, that's, for, that's for some other time. Right, uh, if you want to have a free lunch on me and Judo Capital, get in touch with me... Uh, not a problem. We'd love to have you there uh, because I'll tell you what, Paul, our best clients are when we work with the tax agents. 100%. That is the best result for the clients and we want more of that at Sequel CFO. Hey, if you want to sign up for a Freedom Mentoring course, what do you do? Uh, go. Thank you very much, David. FreedomMentoring.com. Uh, and have a look. Yeah, lots of lots. – we're getting great feedback from it. There is so much content on actually the practical side of running – a small firm, $197 a month, David, two webinars a month, one from an add-on solution, one from us where you can come and have all your questions answered, lots of practical learnings on both the marketing side from Wayne, the process side from Sally, and the practical running a firm side from myself. Very exciting time for that. So I think, you know, we might get a bit more professional with our show moving forward, Paul. We might try to actually get a commercial outcome uh, out of this in, you know, a non <laughs> Potentially. Well, Potentially. We, we could also maybe just like... <laughs> but we want to add a lot of value. We don't just want to sell. If you like us, if you like the way we think, you want to work with us, do it. It's your choice. Absolutely. Apart from that... Have a great week. A budget next week. Budget. Well, the, the, this show will drop when the budget comes out. But yes. Yes. I love budgets. 
But I'll tell you why I love him in particular. Labuma budgets are boring. There's an election coming up, Paul. Budgets are not boring a month or six weeks out or a bit longer out from an election. It'll be interesting where... Well, the budget response is going to be even more interesting because that's probably going to be the government. Although they're both trying to, to Stephen Bradbury themselves yes. out of it. Yeah. Fall over. They're just all trying to fall over. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, uh, we will see it. We'll come to you with a budget show next week. Apart from that, uh, have a great week. Everyone. See ya. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter, at Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter, at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.